I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse. Hello, everyone out there in podcast land. This is the Beyond the Mouse podcast, the podcast for all things Disney, for NPR Illinois Community Voices and for the Front Row Network. I'm your host today, Craig, but I'm joined by none of my co-hosts because none of them want to go do a run Disney event with me, and I'm very sad about it. So I had to go and make other running friends, and I'm really excited about this group of people that I'm bringing to you today because I've met all of these people really through podcasting and through social media. None of us have ever met in person. And uh, it's great because through Run Disney and through this connection and this community, I feel like I really have gotten a sense of each of these individuals and how great they are at inspiring others to continue to move down the road, to continue to find whatever that goal is and to continue to run. And so they've certainly inspired me as I prepare for my first ever marathon and my first ever Run Disney event in person. I did do a couple of virtual runs last year during the pandemic, but it excited to be in person in January. And so let me get to introducing these folks. So first, I mentioned this when I was talking to them before the episode even began recording that Jackie was really one of the first people that uh, got me inspired to do Run Disney through a podcast that she used to do and also through her Joyful Miles uh, blog and social media community that's really still going strong. So Jackie, it's so nice to get a chance to talk to you. Thank you. And thanks for having me on. Thanks for all the kind words. So nice. To yeah, hear. I should mention that you are you were just talking about how you're in the Buffalo ish area and you're not still digging out of snow, which is really great for us, right? Yes, we made it. We survived. The sun was shining today and now we're just in cleanup mode. So things are getting back to normal slowly. Good to be able to run off to Florida or wherever to do a run Disney event in the winter, right? <laughs> For sure. I'm counting down the days. It better not snow because I have been down there one year and it snowed. Uh, I, I wasn't running that year. We were on vacation, but um, it better not snow. I, <laughs> I'll be, I won't be happy. Well, in that case, you would be the pro. Everybody else, all these Floridians would be like, what's going on here? What is this stuff falling from the sky? So that would be great. But really great to have you, Jackie. Also joining us tonight, the Rise and Run podcast is something that I found really over this summer when I was looking for a podcast that was specific to Run Disney and specific to those kind of events and getting a community together. And Bob, your community on Rise and Run podcast is one of the most positive places on the internet. Uh, it's a great Feed for anybody that's looking to be inspired to run just a little bit further. You're also doing a big group training, and we're going to talk about that tonight, I'm sure. Uh, you're using the Galloway method, which of course, um, he is the one that kind of helped build up Run Disney into what it is. So Bob, it's so nice to have you here tonight. Craig, thanks. I, I appreciate it. There's no snow here, Craig. <laughs> and you're down I, in Florida, right? I, yeah, I'm, I'm on the West Coast, uh, not far from Tampa. Jackie, I I don't remember seeing snow, but I'm sure you're right. It was cold there one year, I know. But no, nah, it's it we were it was really nasty here yesterday. It was 53 degrees and windy, so we were we were very upset. But uh, yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It's so funny. I was just doing a 5K and it, the starting temperature was around, um, if the feels like temperature was 10 degrees. And so I was making fun of one of my, again, friends that I've met through podcasting uh, who does the DVC show. And he had posted it was a cool day in Epcot. I looked up at the temperature and it was 71 degrees. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, you fully adjusted to the Florida life if you think yeah. 71 degrees is cool. Well, it is. It's pleasant. 
<laughs> Next up, I want to introduce a person that has a podcast that I've been a, a guest on as well, and that's the Quick Biz Takes podcast. And you've heard him on this show before. John, how are you? Nice to check back in with you. Uh, thank you. I am doing pretty good. Can't. There's no complaints uh, this week yet so far, so it's good. That's great. That's great. And rounding out our panel is Matthew. I'm also going to be calling you Matt throughout this episode as well. But Matt, it's so great to have you on to the show for the first time. And I wanted to make sure I brought you on because you really helped organize the Sorcerer's Running Club through Disney Dad's podcast that I'm actually going to be running with. And you have really spearheaded this effort to raise a lot of money for Give Kids the World. So can you tell us just a bit about how you came to organize that uh, off the bat? Well, yeah, first and foremost, I'm, I'm excited to be here. You know, Craig, you and I've talked for, for quite a bit online, and, and I am just generally excited to finally see if you're real and meet you in person. <laughs> uh, I, I don't have a podcast. I'm not inspirational. I'm just here for the comical relief. And, and if we can raise some money doing that, I'm, I'm happy. So We've been a part of the the DDP Today community for for quite a bit, and we had a sub community, our running club that was really just trying to get people active and up and out anywhere from. We have some serious runners, um, a gentleman named Tim, who I want to say just finished the New York City Marathon in about two, a little over two and a half hours. Wow! Um, all the way down to people that are just just want to get up and out for five minutes, and I thought. What a great way for us to kind of organize and and to galvanize around each other in a really positive place. And, and Bob, what I think your show's done a great job of as well is just running is, is just a part of it. It's about running, but it's yeah. not about running. And I mm -hmm. wanted the most people to possibly know that. So we're raising money for Give Kids the World. And we initially set a $5,000 goal that John Craig, how, how quickly did we hit that goal? You, we started October I mean, truly 1st. like uh, you it crushed nine, it uh, nine, within the first, uh, yeah, the first, couple weeks yeah. right so it's incredible yeah and we're already north of i think we're close to seventy five hundred dollars now and we're making a final push here to raise ten thousand dollars by the end of the year and i know we're gonna hit it it's just it's exciting honestly i am my my sole focus is not to get sick between now and the 48 days between <laughs> this and running so uh with the holidays it'll be fun but i'm excited to be here and i'm excited to talk about uh run disney and and talk to you guys Absolutely. And uh, we will, since I'm on that running team, I'll certainly include a link in the show notes here to be able to contribute to that effort. And uh, of course, give kids the world. I think uh, all of us on this call can tell you how great of an organization that is to be able to provide those types of trips to uh, critically ill children is just something that I think that we would all love to do in the Disney community. But let's dive into this. So the way that I wanted to structure this was really loose. And I just wanted to kind of start by hearing some of your war stories from run Disney events to start to get me really excited about this. And Bob, I think I'll go to you first because I'm, I'm assuming you, you and Jackie probably combined have the uh, most run Disney events, but do you have any particular stories or what's your history of run Disney that you'd like to tell us? Okay. I, my first run Disney event was in 2016 wine and dine half marathon. i golly i've never really sat and totaled them up i've probably since then run about 40 disney races on 15 weekends something like that i've done dopey three times uh and that first run that i did i was oh gosh what year's 2016 i was 62 years old i'm i'm not a kid <laughs> um 
that's my goal. Every time I talk to Jeff Galloway, we talk about running till we're 100. And he's a little bit ahead of me, but not not a whole lot. Anyway, I digress. Uh, that first one, I had not run at all since my, well, I had not run recreational races since my mid-30s. So that one, doing the training, finishing that one, that was beautiful. I, I loved it. Uh, you, you ask about run Disney war stories. I think, I'm going to tell you my favorite run Disney story, and it's not about me. I, a friend I made early on in this through social media tried very hard to finish the wine and dine half. And 2000, the year before I ran it, he ended up on the parade bus. And the year I ran it, he didn't go. Then the next year I ran it again, he ended up on the parade bus. So 2019, I'm down there. I finished the challenge. I get back and I check, you know, I'm tracking this fella. Let's call him Chris because, well, that's his name. Um, <laughs> Chris is at such and such a point. I go, okay. And I said to my wife, he's going to be about an hour, but we're waiting. And I'm tracking and I get nothing. I get nothing. And then I hear the Disney announcer go, here come the balloon ladies and no Chris. And I thought, oh no, he's missed it again. And I just know how much it meant to him. About a minute and a half, two minutes later, I heard his name. Mm. And I'm honest to goodness, my wife will tell you, I'm choking back tears. I was so emotional. I knew how much it meant to him. Then I saw him coming in through the shoot. He's ball. <laughs> it just meant that much. I don't know that that happens anywhere else outside of run Disney. It might, but I don't experience it anywhere else. That's my favorite story. To me, that encapsulates everything there is about Run Disney, the the spirit, the drive to do it, the will. And it's for people like that. It's for the mid and back of the pack runners. So I, I tell that story quite often. He made it. I, that's amazing. And I think that that's something that uh, I was kind of looking forward to. And of course, I'm, I'm a Disney fanatic. We just recently became DVC fans. I host a Disney podcast. So I, I'm bought in to... Um, I, I'm bought into it. But at the same time, I like the idea of run Disney because it does almost seem like some of the pressure is off as far as like you can go and meet the characters and mm -hmm. you can, uh, you know, Matt and I are already talking about hopefully right around that mile 17 mark hitting Everest if it's open by the time we're there. You know, you can do those things yeah, that hopefully yeah. make it a little bit more of a, a fun challenge as opposed to trying to like go out there and PR something or do uh, just for time sake in a run right so that that's kind of what i love about this and then also talk about that idea of community in so many yes. different communities that all of us have been able to be a part of as well but but jackie i guess i'll go to you with that and asking about if you have any particular stories that come to mind i'll tell you i what i love uh some of your episodes in the show were the planning episodes the week before because you could the the excitement was so real and visceral through those uh, podcast episodes and you were talking about your costumes that you're organizing and everything else. So uh, tell us some of your stories and your history with Run Disney. Honestly, there's so, I've, I'm so lucky I've gotten to do this so many times. There's so many, uh, you know, I'm thinking, I'm like, oh gosh, which one do I tell? And to me, my ultimate horror story is my very, very first Run Disney, which was Tower of Terror 2012. And the whole family came to cheer me. And that was the most I'd ever run. That was a 10 miler. 
we're, we're all ready. I go to the expo, I get my bib, we're re- you know, then the race is going to be the following night. And my son gets injured in line for the Nemo ride. Um, just a fluke thing of his thumb. We end up in the urgent care the next day, end up still there. And I missed it. I missed my very first on Disney race. And I'm crying. I'm crying for my son who had to have surgery. I'm crying. Wow. And I have a friend who has a cast member. And like the next Monday, you know, she's like, oh, can you, you know, meet me in Epcot? And I'm like, okay. I mean, I was dev, you know how much you've been training. I was devastated, but it's like hard because you got to be a mom and be there for your child. And I have to put my feelings aside. And um, I met her in Epcot and somehow she got her hands on a medal. And she's like, I know you would have earned this medal. And she's like, all the training you've done all summer, because it was September, she's like, I want you to wear this proud. And, you know, some people may judge that. I wore that medal around the parks that next day. So my very first Run Disney medal was a race I never even got to run. Wow. So um, that, was, that was like a really, but I had so many friends there. And the support and the friendships and the phone calls and the texts again, what you're saying about community, it was like, I knew it was something I wanted to continue to do. At that point, my husband said, maybe we'll stay home and you can go with your friends next time. And we, we they kind of separated themselves from the run Disney, the family. And they said, we'll do our family trips to Disney. And then you do your race weekends with friends. But um, so yeah, that was quite the horror story that year. But um, there's been so many just every race is an adventure. Every race has a story it's kind of, it's kind of neat. We all have our own stories. So I love talking to people and hearing their situations and what they've been through. Yeah. And what have, what kind of runs have you done? We kind of heard from Bob that he's been really doing a lot of these challenges. He does dopey and all of that. What's your traditional, like, what is your distance that you tend to run? Because I will mention to the others on this show who may not know this, but you just finished the New York city marathon as well. Didn't you? Yes. I just finished that two weeks ago. I'm, I definitely veering a little bit away recently from run Disney just because I want to like travel and see some other places. So I've dipped into the majors with Chicago and I got to do Boston for charity, which was an insane experience for me. And then now New York city, um, when it comes to run Disney, I think I've done every race weekend in all the parks, except for the, um, the cruise. Mm-hmm. So I've done all the, the Disneyland ones I got to do before they, they went on hiatus. And I think I've done like all the challenges and all the run Disney weekends. My favorite is marathon weekend though. I, there's something special to me about marathon weekend. I think um, I love the marathon distance, such a challenge and to me in such a different way. Um, so I always try to do marathon weekend and another horror story <laughs> talking about staying healthy last year, packed, ready to leave on my flight. My son had come down with a fever and we take the COVID test and he had COVID. So I, I couldn't go. I missed last year. And I mean, I had trained and was ready. And so stay healthy, everybody. Yes. And yeah, I was so absolutely. careful and I wore masks and I washed my hands and COVID was hitting really hard last year, right around like December, January. And I was one of those people who just couldn't do, do it last year. So I'm really excited to be back this year. And what are you running this year? Uh, this year I'm doing the full. Okay. Very cool. So if I have to pick one race, if I'm going to stick with run Disney for me personally, it'll always be the full marathon. I think it's the best bang for the buck. 
Yeah. Well, that's kind of what that that'll be my plan too. And I'll talk about that here in, in just a bit, but uh, Matt, I wanted to go to you next because I know you've done wine and dine, but this is going to be your first marathon weekend. Is that correct? And you're going, you're going for it. You're just going straight to dopey, right? That is correct. So my run Disney um, experience starts way back in the day, 2011, 2012, when you could sign up for one of these races, like a month before it started. Um, my sister and I decided to run the, I want to say it was the Mickey Jingle 5K at Animal Kingdom. And this was so far back when the medals were still the rubbery medals for the 5K and they didn't even have a year on it. And I just remember saying, I can run three point. I played, I played high school sports. I've been pretty athletic my whole life. I'm not a natural runner by any means. I said, oh, I can do it. I can do it. I bought new shoes a week before blisters on my feet, struggle through the whole 5k. I tell my sister, I am never doing that again. My older sister, <laughs> I'm never doing that again. I'm good. I'm never running at Disney. Well, a couple of years later, I think there's the 2013 or 2014. It was still when wine and dine was at night. My uh, girlfriend at the time, now my wife and I said, oh, we're going to do a half marathon. And anytime you ask people advice about running a, a marathon, a half marathon, a 5k, 10k, what not to do, I did all of those things. Right. And so horror story, it's I wore the same pair of shoes through all of training. Right. I'm using training as air quotes of running two or three days a week. Uh, not not correctly, not fueling properly, not drinking water properly. I got through it. It poured that night. And I want to say I finished in 240, 230, 240, crossed the finish line. I'm never running again. I'm good. I'm never running again. And you know, seven years, seven or eight years went by. And really when kind of everything shut down and I didn't, I was you know, mentally just struggling a little bit of, with just being locked down in houses. I just said, I'm gonna start running again. And I relocated six months prior from where I'm uh, born and raised in Chicago to uh, where I live now in Las Vegas. And I decided to start running in May or June of 2020, which is, uh, you know, we're getting into peak 115, 120 degree running season out here. So I said, well, if I'm going to be dedicated, I'm going to do it. I need to sign up for something. That's the type of person I am. So, well, I go to Disney once a year, Disney World once a year. Let's do wine and dine. Uh, I'm going to do the two course challenge at wine and dine. So kind of always one step up. And then I, I talked my parents into uh, both in their 70s to do their first ever 5K that oh, that cool. trip. And, and, you know, they did it. They walked. It was uh 2021 where it was pouring rain and super cold in the morning and they were so proud of themselves I was proud of them that they did it and I did the two course challenge that year and kind of said huh I didn't say I'm never going to do that again and the running group that we were in John and you Craig it was like okay now what it's like well the next step is dopey and then we had registration day and I was a little, you know, all over the place if that was going to happen. But I am so fortunate I work from home. I know John is a little different. He might have had to take the day off. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I, I got in and sick. yeah, and I, I'm so excited, man. When I tell people about it now, it's like, oh, I'm running dopey. They're like, what's that? Oh, it's a 5K, 10K, half and full. Oh, I could never do that. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, you could. <laughs> you yeah. could do it. And you know, I'm just so excited to be a part of this group and, and to do Dopey because all my friends are not into Disney, people I've known for 20 or 30 years, and none of them are into running. So kind of hard to have a, a core group of friends that you don't, outside of Chicago sports and, and certain other things that you can really communicate with people to in a judgment-free zone. 
And Run Disney's really given that to me and gives me an excuse to go more often. And now that Disneyland races are coming back up, even more of an excuse to now go even more than I do. So I'm just so I'm so excited. And and like Craig said, I Craig and I have all these plans, see if they come into fruition, but grabbing drinks and riding rides and <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's it's yeah. so yeah. funny. Um and, and you know, uh, you all can tell uh, me and Matt if uh, this is gonna be feasible or not. But it's it it I think it's because our running paths, even though here I am in central Illinois and you're out in Vegas, the our paths are so similar in that really running through the pandemic is something that got me through a lot. It became almost in a way my therapy. I still went to therapy, I should mention, but you know, like it also helped to focus my mind. And uh, certainly if anybody listens to my Ted Lasso show, it's like, that's all I talk about with the cast members that we were able to get on and things like that to be able to talk about um, running and how much that impacted us and, and to me in particular. And so that's why I think I'm so excited to run with you, buddy, is because it's like, uh, it's almost like we I felt like we're on this parallel trajectory. Uh, and so I'm really excited about that. Now, Bob, it seemed like when Matt was talking there, you wanted to chime in a little bit. So I certainly open floor there, sir, if you wanted to mention anything there. No, I'm just excited about somebody doing their first dopey. And what I remember, I, I had the same exact feeling when I first heard about dopey. I go, that's impossible. How can you do that? But you train. You take your time, you relax, and you can do it. Yeah. Yeah. And John, now, before I go to you, I should mention, you know, I, I did say that I had never done a run Disney event, but Jackie actually reminded me that I did do a run Disney event on Castaway Key. I did the 5K, the only Disney cruise that we ever went on. It was uh, so humid. I mean, again, <laughs> Illinois known for our humidity here in the summer and this was above and beyond and it was a 5k i wasn't necessarily trained for it it was a crazy day and it was actually the cruise that was right after the princess half marathon and so there is this uh, within run disney there's this uh, kind of group that will go and do the princess half marathon and then jump on a cruise and then do the castaway key 5k and so it was like you know all these people that are just coming off of a running the half marathon a couple of days ago and just just making me feel like the worst runner on that island um, but i finished it it was uh, a fun experience and so yes i have actually done a run disney race uh, and i believe that that race is still free so if you ever jump on a disney cruise line you can sign up for that race it used to allow you to get onto the island early which was kind of one of the benefits you were the first people on now they've actually made it to where you can basically run the 5k whenever you'd like during the day um, so you don't necessarily get that early access. But John, let's go to you because I know that Run Disney is something that's a bit new for you as well. You first, you finished your first uh, Run Disney race, I believe, last year, and that was Dopey. Is that correct, or am I wrong there? No, I had done um, 2020 Marathon Weekend. I did the half. Before, oh, okay, okay. Before everything disappeared, so I I had done the half basically. I had been running years prior just for extra exercise and um, remembered that Disney did races. So I said, yeah, we can get an extra trip out of this. So I used that as an excuse to go to Disney. And then I ran that race and then every, you know, everything shut down, but I kept running and I said, well, I, 
I don't think I want to run a marathon, but if I ever do run a marathon, it would be at Disney. And then everything was still shut down. And I said, well, if they open up registration, what the hell? I'll just, I'll sign up for Dopey. Not thinking they probably aren't going to open up registration the year they did. And then they did. So I, I, I had to be a man of my word and I signed up for Dopey. And that was, and then last year, yeah, last year was the big weekend. And um, it all went pretty good until you know, five miles into the marathon. And then my, my, my thighs were a bit warm and felt on fire. So thankfully they have a lot of, um, like medical stops. So biofreeze was my best friend that day. And, uh, but even with all that hurting and, you know, I wasn't, I I mean, I trained, I'm not going to stop and you have those moments of, you know, when you're running down main street and all those people are standing there they have don't know who you are, but they're cheering for you. And it, it, it's same thing towards the end of the race when you're running by Swan and dolphin and boardwalk and these, these people that just, they're there to support somebody or they're just there on vacation and took time out to just go out and cheer you on. So it, 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 it those little motivators are really, a really big help. Because I mean, all the races I run up here, you know, maybe somebody's walking their dog as you're running by and they'll, (laughs) they'll give you the, oh, good, nice job. Go get them. But down there, I mean, there's just, there's people everywhere just cheering you on. And it, it, it makes you feel really good. That's so great. And I'm, I'm very excited about that feeling in particular. Um, Now, what I want to do is just talk briefly about how each of us tackle training uh, going into something like this. And I know we all hit it a little bit differently, but we don't have to spend necessarily too much time on this. And then I really want to get to the reason why I've, I've brought you all here together. And that is to give this first timer all the free advice you can. So really, this was just a tactic for me to get all these brilliant minds together. <laughs> and get all download all of your information into me before I get down there for marathon weekend. But um, let's go ahead and actually start with Matthew first, because I know that you and I probably have the most parallel training plan uh, of the group, I would guess. So can you talk a bit about how you introduced me to a gentleman through Disboards and he helped get us a training plan to go forward? Yeah. So just another one of those, if, if I wanted this experience, what I thought was the right way for me, I had to go seek it out. No running friends, no, no people in my life that could help build a plan for me. The run walk method doesn't personally work for me. I used it in the past. I have used it. It is a great plan for a ton of people. And then the Galloway method, three days a week of running isn't enough running for me personally to, for what I want to accomplish and what do I want to achieve. So through Disboards, I found, I found a gentleman who, essentially works with newer marathon distance and it can be shorter runners and builds a specific plan to what you're looking to get out of it. And what, what was it, Craig, 20 or 30 questions we had to kind of fill out. And it was so funny because yeah, in, in those 20 to 30 questions, you try to do them, you know, like I was trying to do them quickly on my phone and then he will come back and say like, no, really, what really is your goal? You know, (laughs) it's like, it's like real homework, right? Oh, exactly. And I was like, this is, this is interesting because these professional coaches, I mean, they cost a lot of money. If you want someone to kind of coach you and help build a custom plan, it takes a lot of money and a lot. And 
you know, I just paid what $700 for dopey this, this past year, whatever it was and new running shoes, new running gear, warm gear, cold gear, um, you know, gels, nutrition stuff adds up quickly. So Sky essentially built a, a plan for, for me uh, to my specific pace times running six days a week. He, what day off works for you. And Craig and I were talking, we had a zoom call kind of talking about our training and turned Craig on to this guy who built him a custom plan just as quick. And we've been sticking to it. So right now it's six days a week, uh, Monday, today's my off day. I was very excited about that after last week was just all over the place with weather and two very difficult runs for me last week. And this week, Monday's going to help. I've got a couple easy runs. So typically I want to say, Craig, it's two easy runs, two to three easy runs a week. I have a tempo run on Wednesday and then Saturday, I flip Saturday and Sunday. Saturday's my long run. Sunday's a, an easier run as well, maybe a little quicker with some strides, but I was joking with Craig about this, you know, Bob, I've heard you guys talk about this too, where you just get to a certain part of the training now where it's like, okay, I only have 12 miles today. Oof, take a deep breath. Like, all right, I've done it. I only got 12. My heart rate's lower. I finish. I'm not even tired. And by no means am I a good runner. I had to ask this guy to help me with a pre-plan for this plan to get me ramped back up. So. I would just tell anybody, just ask, ask anybody, you know, in these groups, in, you know, people online, everyone, more people are willing to help, but they don't know if you can't ask. And Craig and I did that just through kind of pure luck and just finding this guy. Yeah. And, you know, it was interesting too, because like, uh, certainly like, so yesterday I did my long run as on Sundays. And so yesterday I did 14 and then I was looking at the plan today and luckily it was only four today. And I was like, that's great. That's <laughs> now tomorrow is going to be seven um, before I go into work. And so it's just like, it's interesting because, you know, Bob, you mentioned that thing about people think that things are impossible. Mm -hmm. And this isn't, I, I'm a big fan of the idea of that whole idea of positive self-talk and motivating yourself. But truly, uh, I would have never thought that like six to eight miles would just become my baseline. I mean, doing six or eight miles now seems like I'm going out there and running. Honestly, it feels like I'm running like a mile or two uh, oh, from go. where I was in the past. And it's just because my, my heart rate's lower. Um, just, I feel like, it's kind of ingrained in me through this training that that is what my base is. And so it's easy to kind of move through that distance for sure. And now um, Matt mentioned the run walk method and the Galloway method. And for people that may not understand what that is, that's what really the group at rise and run podcast is sort of doing together. And I know you could go into the Galloway method for hours and days, probably, probably explaining yeah. all of that, but, but maybe um, for people that haven't ever really thought about running themselves, how would you kind of give the elevator pitch to the training style of the Galloway method for run Disney? The Galloway method is what keeps me running the I'm, I'm a perfect candidate for this, an older guy who's been pretty active and pre-athletic for most of my life. But I'm at a point now where if it's not for the Galloway method, I, I, I'm not going to do this. I'm just I'm not going to put myself through it. I appreciate what you guys are doing. Uh, I think it's wonderful. I would just make I, I would step back a second and make a comment about training plans. A good training plan will work. The Galloway plan is clearly not the only one. A good training plan will work for you. You've got to stick with it, but it mm -hmm. will. Now, I discovered Jeff's through 
run Disney. And since then, I've gotten to know Jeff pretty well. And I've been to a couple of his uh, conference uh, classes. I, I take every opportunity I can. I do his runs in Atlanta. So I take every opportunity I can to meet with Jeff. I'm also in this group called, it's a Galloway group called Customized Training. Coach Chris Twiggs, who is an established uh, distance runner and the director of Jeff's national training program. In fact, in a mere 12 hours from now, I'll be back here on Zoom again with Coach Chris Twiggs and maybe another 15 or 20 of the people who are in his program. Uh, and what Chris does for me is he, we use the Galloway schedule the three times a week. Now it's up now because we're doing what we call rehearsals. Uh, this weekend has a four in a row where it's building up in the long run. This weekend is 23 miles. Mm -hmm. So we're getting close. There's only one. This is the next to the last dopey rehearsal in the Galloway plan. But if I have something else going on, if life gets in the way, if I decide to schedule another running event or something, the customized training plan, Chris will move things around for me and make it so that when the day gets here, me or anybody else who's in that program is ready to go. But and well, yeah. and now this is me being kind of naive to uh, how the Galloway method works, but essentially it's something where uh, traditionally you run for, let's say a period of time might be four minutes and then you walk for 30 seconds and then you run again. Is that, yeah. is, is that too yeah, basically of me explaining it? Okay. Well, yeah, we can just, again, the elevator pitches, you said you run what Jeff calls a magic mile, which is a 95% effort on your part for a mile as fast as you can. He says you should finish that and feel like you can't go more than 100 or 200 yards at that same pace. And based on the pace of that mile, we go to a calculator, or in my case, I just say, hey, Chris, my magic mile was this. And he will then say, okay, then your 5K uh, race pace should be this, your 10K, your half, your full, and your long training pace. Your long training pace is always two minutes a mile slower than okay whatever your long longest run is now based on whatever that's going to be let's say uh let's say it works out that i'm going to go out and train today and i'm going to work at just round number 10 minute mile that 10 minute mile would probably equate to and i haven't done this for a while but somewhere between 30 seconds running and 30 seconds walking it's the walk break is always 30 seconds it's the run time Back a couple of years ago when I was doing a lot better, uh, I was running two minutes and walking 30 seconds, and I was finishing halves in about 210, something like that, two hours, 10 minutes. Uh, so it, it really all depends. Uh, Chris, for example, who qualifies for Boston using the Galloway method, will run six minutes and walk 30 seconds. So okay. it, it depends on your pace, and the run and the walk ratios vary. Okay. Now, Jackie, when you're looking at training for something like you just came off of New York, and I would, in my mind, at least, that is a race that maybe you want to focus more on your time. You could probably tell me what you were focused on with that. But is the training any different for Run Disney? Or uh, do you pretty much keep maintain sort of the same training for regardless of the run, what it is? And, and what do you do for training? 
So I honestly, from 2012 to 2019, never even followed a plan. <laughs> this, this is probably <laughs> bad advice. I just would kind of go out there once a week and do a long run. And when I felt like it did short runs and I would just grow it like no legit plan. Um, not until I did Chicago in 2019, I did it for charity. They gave me a plan and I actually really liked it. And their goal of their plan was basically, I'm like, I just want to finish and not feel like death after I, I didn't really care about time. Like I just wanted to finish and not feel like terrible. And ever since then, I've actually taken that same plan and I'll just like move it to every marathon I've done since I just kind of, you know, fluctuate whatever, how many weeks, 16 weeks it is. And I move it. So I use that for New York. And now I'm at like this weird thing. So I kind of don't know what to do for Disney. I've taken two weeks completely off from running. And now I'm kind of like, it's, it's tricky figuring out, like, I don't want to overdo it. I just did a marathon. You got to, you know, recover. And then I got to do Disney. I'm also a Galloway method runner though. I, I wasn't always, but I've just switched to it in the more recent years. I just feel better. It, it all comes down to like, I just feel better when I run Galloway. And that's why it appeals to me. Like I said, I don't feel like I can run nonstop, but I just don't feel really good after. And I'm like depleted and I want to celebrate and I want to enjoy the day. And especially in Disney, I want to be able to go to a park after. And so I traditionally have done 45 run, 30 second walk. But when I just did New York, I actually did 30, 30 the whole time um, because it was extremely hot. It was like 75 degrees in November in New York. And I had got injured. I fell and hurt myself. So <laughs> that's another story. So anyways, I did pull it back for New York a little bit, but I'm definitely team Galloway for me. Everybody has what, what they like though. You know, I, I used to be from the school of run nonstop and I've just changed over the years. I don't know if it's my age or what, but I just want to be able to do it longer. And I feel like this will allow me that. That's uh, that's great. And, you know, so John, when you're looking at how you come along to your training, I see some of your runs in our group and it seems like you're out there every single day. I, do you run seven days a week, sir? Or are you, uh, do you take a day off? Uh, lately <laughs> I've been taking a day. Off Good. <laughs> Sometimes, uh, I, I was uh, Lately, it's been a day. The last couple of weeks, um, I've had some like foot thing that kind of went up to my leg pain, a little bit, not pain, but just a little something. So I've taken two days off, but I, I, I recently gotten depression sock. So it's been really good this week. Um, so far, uh, the, like the last week. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't follow a plan. I just kind of you just kind of do it. I just, I know I have to run a, you know, 26 is a lot of miles. So I just run. I, I, I keep, I mean, with, with, with work, like I have a little bit, I mean, delivering mail, I walk 10 to 13 miles a day, just generally. So I'm getting my walking, but then I still like I'll, during the week, I'll run four to six miles and then the weekends i'll do like a double like double digit runs and then like for this i know like uh, i'll run more six miles during the week and then i'll up the so it's just i just whatever i'm training for i just up the miles but it's usually i just have a base of 
I'll try to do longer runs on Saturdays and Sundays, and I'll just kind of keep it to four or five miles during the week. So, I, I mean, I'm just constantly running. Because if I take <laughs> – at this point, if I take more than two days off, then I'll get the sore legs that, like, if I take three days off that, that day I run, I'll get the sore legs. So, two days is in a row is the most I'll take off. Since summer's ended, uh, my oldest son, he'll, like – at least one day a week. Like I usually run a 5k on Friday, so he'll ride his bike with me. So it's kind of try to keep, I mean, I run the same few paths, few like routes. So it's, I try to switch it up a little bit, but. But at least you were giving us updates. Uh, now everybody else on the call might not know this. He was giving us updates from the filming from Hocus Pocus two last summer. And that was a lot of fun to be able to see like, yes. See, that worked out nice last year because they were filming down somewhere else. So I would go run before I went and looked at the filming stuff. They were filming one <laughs> night. So I'd, I'd go down, I'd run six miles, and then I'd go watch them do stuff. That's so, so I got to switch my roots up a little bit that last year. Yeah, that's so great. Matt, what did you have to say? Well, I, you know, listening to, first off, it's a little off. It's just, it's kind of funny when I'm watching Jackie and Bob talk. And Bob's voice, I hear more than Jackie's. I've read Jackie for a long time, but hearing Bob talk, I sometimes I forget I, I could talk back to him or say something <laughs> to him, right? It's just, I'm just listening. It's like, oh, that's Bob. What I think is really cool and why I love Run Disney and why I love just talking running with people is there's no rules to running <laughs> in the sense of Bob nailed it, a plan that works for you. Mm -hmm. And the Galloway method, what I started with and what you guys do, you just heard Jackie, 30, 30 for the marathon. Maybe it's a minute 30. There's just so many variations to what is your body going to respond to and what do you want to accomplish? Maybe it's not to feel crummy. That's my goal for marathon weekend. I, I'll be, I have 11 people going down there with me. I got my little nieces going down there with me and she'll FaceTime me two or three times a week saying, can we go on Thunder Mountain? So I have to feel good. If I don't, I'm going to let her down. And she's four and I can't. Yeah. She'll never let me hear the end of it for the rest of my life. So it just hearing other people talk, it, it, it's really eye-opening to know that it's okay to take a day off. It's okay to run an extra day. It's okay to walk this mile. It's okay to do whatever's going to make you feel good. Right. And hearing other people talk about, it, I think is important, Craig, for the listeners to understand that what works for me isn't going to work for them. What works for Bob isn't going to work for them. What works for Jackie's not going to work for them and, and John. So it's just ask people more questions to just get more involved. And then it's trial and error. What works for you, honestly. And Can also, also knowing, um, oh yeah, go ahead, Jackie. One thing too, I mean, especially for you guys, your first, that really like makes me so sad is when I have friends that finish a marathon and they're upset and they're mad because like they didn't reach their goals. And like, I know you guys have goals and you've worked with coaches and that's awesome. That's great. It's been motivation. It's gotten you through, but if things don't go, like that's the weird thing about a marathon, you can just happen to have a bad day that day and things might not go according to plan. And so my advice always is just going to be like, go into it with like your goals in mind, but also be accepting that you may not make them. And that's okay. Like, the end of the day let's just like you want to enjoy it you're in disney like you said you're with family you don't want to be like oh man i missed my time by like whatever and like i've had friends do that i'm like dude you just ran a marathon like who cares you know mm -hmm. like not who cares but like put it in perspective how lucky yeah. we're you know we're able to do it go for your goals but please just don't be mad at yourself 
Well, my entire goal, to be honest, is John is famous for a few things. John is famous for only running in shorts, no matter what the weather is. Craig and I found out last week. If it's, if number- it's, tw- if it's under freezing, <laughs> I'll wear pants. <laughs> and then uh, number two is uh, John's famous pictures from drinking around the world. after Drinking all the beers uh, around the world. All the beers around the world after the marathon. So uh, we have to end up in Epcot together at some point. So I have to, I have to be up for that, too. Hey, I have a group going to Beer Garden at 12.05 on Marathon Sunday, so uh, everyone's invited. But no, this is this is so great to know. And, you know, my last question on training, just really quickly, and you can just even say the number here, because this is something that's been like mentally for me, and I talked to Matt about this. Our training plan had 16 miles as my longest run, and I'm actually extending that to 20 that way, because I think I feel like um, that is a mental hurdle that I want to get over myself because having run half mi- half uh, marathon distance several times, I just want to know that I can hit that 20 before I go down there. But Bob, you said 23. Is that the longest you'll run in training? 26, but that's 26, Galloway's okay. plan. But I think 20 is a good idea. I really do. There's something, I don't know, not magical, but there's something important about that 20th mile. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, my very first marathon was back in, 1988 or 89 i don't recall and yeah the 20 the 20 mile mark is where you hit a wall so get at least to there in your training and okay. i think you'll be okay all right and jackie what about you is that like is that um, around the longer runs that you do I or think my longest for like my plan is usually 21 22 my first marathon i think my longest was 17 and like after that was like 18 so you'll be okay Okay. 20 if you do 20 you'll be fine it, okay. even if okay. you did 16 it's from the amount of running you're doing i think you'll be fine so try not to worry but if doing 20 like gives you that confidence then go for it well and i keep thinking about the idea of like the landmarks i'm going to be coming up to and i try not to look at like whatever the map is going to be published this year but i did look at previous maps and i've watched like honestly your youtube videos jackie that you had posted from these previous uh, run disney weekends and everything else and like i love the idea of you know, you start to get maybe a little bit of tired and, you know, it's around mile nine and you're like, oh, hey, I'm running through the Magic Kingdom. And then, you know, you you run and you run and then you're like, oh, mile 17. That's where I'm thinking mentally, like I might be feeling like death, you know, and then here you are running into Animal Kingdom and then you get to hit uh, Hollywood Studios and Epcot. Like, you know, so it's like that's that's why I'm excited to do this at Disney as well. But uh, I know Matthew and I talked about this and you are in the kind of the same boat. You were thinking about extending your long run as well. But, John, uh, what's the longest you'll run before Dopey, would you say? Um, I did. Um, what did I do? I did 20. I did the 20 because like Bob had said, um, 20 is that magic. That's the wall. So I I was nervous about that, but I hit the 20 and I felt pretty good after running the 20. So I think it was either the following weekend or the weekend after that. I said, you know what I'm going to try? I I did 22. And then I figured, all right, well, 22. Okay. I have a little tired, but I only had the four more, Mm -hmm. 4.2 more miles. That's all I'll have to run if I can do that 20. So I did 22 is the most. And I think I did that. I want to say I did that the week. It was either the week or two weeks before Christmas. Mm-hmm. And that was my longest. And then I think, I think I might've run a couple, like just half mile uh, after that. I, I, I know I ran a half 
when did when does it, it starts on the Wednesday? I ran the half on a Saturday, the Sunday prior, and then I had a five yeah, mile race. I have a five. I always have a five mile race on um, January first, and then that was kind of that was it. Yeah, and you know that's uh, I'll tell you what my long run is scheduled for the 18th, and you'll all know um, when the results of that run because I'll be posting in all these different Disney groups, being like, Good. "Hey, I hit 20, I hit 20." Good so I'm excited about that. But um, I do know that uh, for the listeners, this is late for you East Coasters, and I'm glad that you were able to jump on with me tonight. But I want to kind of go into some rapid tips here for the last few minutes uh, that we are here together, and just to get some tips for a first-time runner. I actually had a call with some of the DDP crew that's going down there, the Sorcerer's Running Club. And that was really helpful because uh, the logistic things of like when I need to leave the Polynesian and when I'm going to go to Epcot and, and you know, like uh, even where my wife should go because she is not waking up at two in the morning <laughs> to uh, cheer me on. I, I think that she will be meeting me at the finish line. And so, you know, like where uh, should she go and how should she get to Epcot and all of that? So I, I do think I feel like I have at least a bit more of a handle on that. But if you are uh, giving tips to really anyone, not even just me, but someone that might be inspired by this conversation to sign up for a future run Disney event, um, what tips would you give to a first timer? And John, I've gone to you last a couple of times. So I think I'll go to you first here uh, in the tips section. A big tip of mine, just for runners in general is get if you use a roller, if you use foam rollers, if you use a leg roller, that is my favorite thing in the world. When for uh, before the race, I get that leg that that like I don't know what that, it's the, the the leg roller. I don't even know how to. It's a handlebar, but it's straight, and it's it's mm-hmm. got a bunch of bar- and you just rub the crap out of your legs before <laughs> that race, and it's it, it I don't know it makes a difference to me. And then yeah. after that race. Um, do the same thing but i have like a collapsible it's not a foam roller it's rubberish but it collapses and i just yeah there you go you got the you got the yeah <laughs> but mine collapse uh, yeah whatever they have this it collapses to this little small thing and it's and i just i'll lay on that after the races and that helped i mean it didn't help my legs for the marathon but it helped for like all the other three races um yeah bob did you have something you wanted to mention there that's a great tip um, I, I was not directly on that, but that's, that's a terrific tip. Uh, if I were giving tips for Disney runners and dopey runners, dopey runners, get to bed early. I don't care if you get to sleep or not, get mm-hmm. to bed at seven o'clock because those four days in a row that you have to wake up at an ungodly hour, they're going to start to get to you. Uh, second tip, the training, the training is everything. The training is the hard part do the training and then you're going to enjoy the weekend at disney be patient you've got it's a large group of runners some congested areas a lot of inexperienced runners out there are going to do things you don't expect just be as patient as you can and the last one is enjoy it that's what this is here for Mm -hmm. i heard this before i think it was john talking there is nothing in the race world that i know of like making the right turn onto main street yep. in magic kingdom and seeing all the folks and seeing the castle and hearing the music it's the best mm-hmm. <laughs> enjoy it oh, i'm so excited about that uh jackie some tips that you want to throw out there um 
definitely pre prepared for all types of weather. Um, 2018 was freezing, like long sleeve pants. And the day I left, it looked like it was going to be warm. So if you're heading, especially if you're heading down for Dopa, you're leaving probably Tuesday or Wednesday. What you're looking at for Saturday and Sunday can completely change. I swear, Orlando's just crazy in, in January. So be prepared, like have pants, have shorts, have long sleeves, have a tank top, whatever you're, if you're especially wearing a costume. I had always like a cold weather and a warm weather variation of it. And sometimes you don't use it, sometimes you do. But I mean, there's years we have scarves. The year 2018 10K, I had on eight pairs of leggings. <laughs> and I'm from Buffalo and I had eight shirts. I, we were Elvis. We had so many layers and we froze because we wanted to. Another tip, sorry, I get really into this. If you yeah, want to meet characters beforehand, you got to go early. You The lines get crazy. So like we had these great costumes. We wanted to meet all the characters prior because they have them all lined up, especially if you're doing dopey, like you may want to get picture with dopey every race day, like 5k, 10k, half and full. So those ones get really long, get there early because the lines are just crazy. Yeah. Take I mean, the first bus, take the first bus. And there were years we took Ubers even to try to beat the buses. So um, I'm just saying that is an option if you need to. Um, <laughs> and on Saturday, whether you're doing the full or the dopey, especially like that's going to be the one day you definitely, I think, want to take it easiest. I know it's it's Friday, Saturday. You could probably do a little more parks and stuff like that. But to me, Saturday is always like my like veg, hang in the hot tub, sit by the pool or whatever, rest day as much as possible. And plan your meal, your pre-marathon meal ahead of time because a lot of like reserve I'm sure you probably have had to make reservations already at this point but um and they do have special race meals a lot of the restaurants oh, cool. like pasta and stuff like that if that's what you like to eat so. I think we're going to the Hollywood Brown Derby for the first time oh, in yeah. uh Hollywood Studios uh, with a friend who has never been to Disney before he does a classic movie podcast for our network and so I am so excited to walk with him into that restaurant and just see like how he reacts to all of that I wish that he had been around and been able to see the great movie ride I was just thinking someone, like all oh, the great movie ride oh movie. my gosh oh he Someone would have loved that so uh yeah he absolutely but i think also he'll enjoy mickey and minnie's runaway railway but just the idea of sunset boulevard and all of that like i love that i get to help experience that park for the first time through his eyes uh and that's going to be a really cool saturday and then they are all going to meeting up with some other friends that host the podcast with me uh at the grand destino tower over at coronado springs i think that i think that they're trying to get together at six so bob are you telling me no go don't go to that you're saying craig just go back to the hotel and relax is that what you're saying well you're also just not just i'm just doing the marathon yeah. i don't mean to say just because i'm just too, well, we but we always do that <laughs> just, just the like, marathon yeah with dopey four days in a row of waking up at that time your body by the half i feel like i it's you kind of shut down a bit but being you're doing the full you might be able to swing it but i definitely be make sure you're back at your resort by like eight or nine yeah, I was thinking eight. There I was thinking go. like that I would be back by eight. And then that way, my wife, Anna, um, we've, you know, we've got it all set up. She can head to Magic Kingdom if she wants and just hang out there. And then I will just be hopefully asleep. Although, you know, like you were saying, Bob, it's almost like 
I, I think I'll probably be laying down, but hopefully I won't be like, I'll be so nervous that I can't sleep. And actually there was a great episode of your show, Jackie, where um, you and your co-host were talking about a night that you just didn't sleep at all because of the yes, excitement. I think so. she was, it was Laura, she was crying. And actually I had listened to a Galloway po- podcast where he said, don't worry, as long as you're laying in bed and your legs are resting, like he, one of his PRs was on a night where he had no sleep. And I remember telling her that to try to like, console her like it's gonna be okay don't worry Jeff Galloway had a PR when he had no sleep so keep that in mind take the pressure off and um sorry to one more thing pack earplugs because are oh. you staying at the poly I am staying at the poly okay I'm staying there too so maybe oh we'll nice that's awesome but, well maybe we could ride the monorail together or something that would be super fun. <laughs> Good but seriously pack earplugs because the fireworks the oh, parade, geez, that yeah. electrical parade. Oh, that's true. The one year I did Dopey, I was at Bay Lake Tower and that music from the, <laughs> the water parade woke me up every single night. So I- I'm jumping it, on Amazon right now. Okay, that's great. That's really be good. So thankful because the fireworks are late. They're like, what, 10 o'clock, I think. Uh-huh. And that, um, that water parade was the one that really... Um, and I don't think the sound is very soundproof at Polly from my from my memory. I mean, I love it, but so that's my other tip. <laughs> all right, I'll, that's that's all that's all wonderful. Um, Matt, do you have any ideas or tips that you wanted to share too? And then we'll start to wrap this whole thing up. Yeah, my personal tip that really is for me that it's my goal to be a sponsor is uh, Nippies which have saved me and allowed me to run without those. I don't think yes. I'd be able to run every run. I just pop those bad boys on and no chafing, so, no bleeding. And <laughs> without those, I'd be done. So I serious story, about it. <laughs> serious story. This happened to me yesterday morning. Um, you know, I'm like walking into the room and I'm getting my nippies ready. And my wife is just like, okay, what does it actually say on the box? Does it say <laughs> that these are actually nipple covers for men? Like, is that what these are for? And I was like, no, let's read the box together. And I'm like, what, what do you think that they would say? Like that they're just trying to hide the fact that this is what it's for. <laughs> you know, They get so, shipped to you in a, in a private black box. That just, <laughs> on, that we don't know where it's coming from. Uh, my, my, my other two really big ones would be no new nutrition the day of or the day before the race. I have a horrible stomach and I have fallen to this. No new food. If you it's in mm-hmm. doubt, don't eat it. And no new new nutrition the day of the race. Mm-hmm. Uh, last, if you see people by themselves in the corral, invite them to join the group that you're in and talk to. I mean, there's just so many people there that it's their first race. They're nervous. They're scared. They're not used to being around that many people especially post pandemic that this might be their first kind of run Disney and what better way to invite them. And I love meeting people that I talked to for an hour and a half in the corral, Stacy last year, I'll never see her again. And we just talked for an hour and a half and we learned about each other. It was just awesome. And it's like it run Disney serious, but I think what we get is this sense of community and just bring people in and, and grasp and you learn a lot about people. Those are my big three. That's awesome. Now, John, I only let you do one at the end, at the beginning. So if you wanted to round us out here, please be my guest. No, everybody, I think everybody kind of said everything. Um, well, I mean, that being the, the big, case, like just the, really the big one is just like, enjoy it. That's like the biggest, I mean, it's no other, it's, it's, it's nothing like any other race you'll ever run really. I mean, mm-hmm. 
<laughs> I'm, I will say even that half, my first half marathon, I forgot my, I, I like to listen to podcasts or whatever. I forgot my headphones in the room. And it, you know, that 13.1 wasn't bad because you just listen to your surroundings. They have music playing. There's some, I mean, it's, it's just something. So just there'll be, you know, there'll be the spaces where you're running by nothing and that's <laughs> tough to enjoy, but you know, something is coming that you're going to get to enjoy, whether it be, I don't know. I saw Robin Hood and uh, little John. And that, that mm -hmm. was, I was so happy to see them. It was awesome because I hadn't seen anything for a little while, but it just enjoy, I mean, get to run through the parks. It's, it's, yeah, I'm really, I'm so excited about the, awesome. the characters and everything else and just enjoying the whole weekend, but this has just been incredible. And I could talk to the four of you for hours about run Disney. And I'm just so, it's so grateful this community of runners that has really brought all of us together tonight. And, and so grateful for you for sharing some of your time. Um, and certainly for the two of us that the two of you that have active uh, podcasts out there, I definitely want you to let our listeners know where you can go and check those out. So John, can you talk about quick Diz takes and how people can listen to you? Um, yeah, uh, it's, I mean, wherever you, like everybody says, wherever you get podcasts, it's on there. And then we, um, we usually just stream it on YouTube too, just to kind of use that as our backup too. Just it's, that's in case something happens with the audio, it's, it's always on YouTube. Good idea. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we just talk about whatever. I mean, news pick a topic of you know our opinions on everything the good and the bad it's just a it's really just a way to have an extra conversation about disney right it's just a way to keep talking about yeah. disney and, and you bob of, you think about it all day and just uh, let it all out Absolutely. And now, Bob, uh, Rise and Run, especially if you're interested in Run Disney events, I truly cannot recommend a show more than that show. I mean, it's great that you have this supportive community of runners, and I'm just really happy that I was able to get you on this show tonight to talk a little bit about Run Disney. But can you talk about Rise and Run podcast? Great. Well, thanks. First of all, thanks for the kind words. I appreciate it. And it is the community. We just cannot overstate how much i love the community uh wine and dine weekend just was so wonderful seeing so many people uh rise and run is as john put it available wherever finer podcasts are sold uh so you can get us anywhere we publish once a week we release thursday mornings at some ridiculously early early hours so when you get up thursday it should be ready uh our format typically is we talk amongst ourselves for a while uh we'll have guests on in fact, we've got a guest from Give Kids the World tomorrow, a fellow named DJ, who I don't know. You may know who that is, but we're going to be talking with him about Give Kids the World. Um, we always, I love involving our listeners. I love, because again, it's building that community. So we spend a lot of time. If folks have run a race, they'll send me the information either directly or through Facebook. And I make sure that we highlight all of their races and we'll pick one of them out to take 10 or 15 minutes and talk and get to know them a little better. So we just, I describe it. It's uh it's a group of people standing around in the corral before a race talking Disney stuff. That is so wonderful. And now Jackie, you still have a very active social uh, media community where you post a lot of your running as well. So tell people where to find that. If you're interested, I mean, I post my personal running journey on mostly Instagram at Jackie, D, Jackie LD, 
And I'm pretty active on Twitter, actually, as well. I, I do love Twitter. I don't know how long it's going to be around. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm happy with that. And that's Jackie D. Um, and we do have the Joyful Miles Running Club Facebook group. It's not um, if anyone's interested in, in joining that as well, um, especially as the race weekends get close, it gets more active. There's so many different ways to connect out there, and I love it. And I'm actually looking forward to finding you guys on your group. So that'd be great. Well, not the Disney Dads group. I, I don't think I'm allowed in that one, but um. Oh no, you're totally allowed. <laughs> totally allowed. But it's uh, it's so funny. Um, you know, who knew that Twitter would outlive Bob Chapik? Uh, but <laughs> as we sit here tonight when we're recording this, but um, but no, that is wonderful. It's a great positive place to go and check that out. And then round us out, Matt. You know, um, she was just mentioning the positivity of these types of running groups and especially around race weekend. Talk to me about DDP Sorcerers Running Club and then mention again how they might be able to give to Give Kids the World. Yeah, just we're uh, Sorcerers Running Club on Facebook. Uh, we're, we're slowly building that community out and just come join the group, say hi. All level of experience runners and you don't even have to run. You could be interested in running, just walking, biking, or just wanting to motivate people. It's a huge motivational source for me. And you know, I'm going to plug real quick that I think John's podcast is perfect. I put that on background when I'm working and I listen to their takes and I kind of feel like I know John better than he knows me because I know all his Disney opinions. And with, with Bob and the Rise and Run, it is the show I download on Thursday. I take a deep breath and go, okay, I've got my 12, 13, 14 mile run. I've got my two plus hours of entertainment. <laughs> And when I see the two hour mark, I'm like, okay, yeah. whew, thank you. Because now I, <laughs> you know, there's not many shows, Bob, that are like that. <laughs> so where I'm like, oh, this could be shorter. Bob's, I'm like, maybe Bob, I should reach out. Maybe you can give me a four hour show coming up here. Just <laughs> let, we send him something to read. <laughs> <laughs> One of our friends is an ultra runner. He wanted six hour shows. I said, play it three times. <laughs> it's so funny because uh, so many people in podcasting space, right? They're like, oh, 20 minutes is the perfect podcast. And I'm like, I'm barely getting started. What are you talking yeah. about? 20 minutes is the perfect podcast. But no, that is that is all so great. And make sure you can uh, give to the running club as well, or the running team at Give Kids the World. And I'll have the link uh, for there as well. And come and join that club. I want to shout out Michael Taylor, who is someone that John and Matt and I all know. That is someone that uh, has started to really change uh, how he perceives his own fitness journey. He's lost 140 pounds. It's just absolutely remarkable what he's doing. So Michael is also a patron of Beyond the Mouse and we love him dearly. And uh, it's just incredible to see his journey through that page uh, as well. And he signed up for his first yeah. ever virtual 10K, I believe, for the marathon weekend, which is super exciting for him with his long-term goal of joining all of us one weekend down there. And if you get a chance, join the group and just go back and read about Michael's journey. It is truly, truly yeah. inspirational. And he's just, he's an unbelievable person and, and we just root for him constantly. Absolutely. So, uh, and of course, if you have joined us for the first time, because you listen to all these fine folks on their different platforms, you can find all the previous Beyond the Mouse podcast episodes. Usually it's myself and my co-host, Brett and Vanessa. We talk all things Disney. We also have interviewed a lot of different Disney legends, and we've got a lot of fun celebrity interviews out there that you can go back and listen to, uh, certainly. And of course, you can find us on social media, Instagram, Beyond the Mouse pod. Also, like Jackie said, as long 
long as it exists on Twitter, Beyond Mouse. And then you can also find us on Facebook, two different places. There is the Beyond the Mouse podcast page, but then there's also Beyond the Mouse podcast pals, which is our group. And that's where I would really encourage you to join because that's where we can continue this conversation moving forward. And I think my big tip uh, to round this all out is that if you are interested at all in getting out there and just putting one foot in front of the other, regardless of what your goals are, just do it. And if you want some motivation, head to any of these places online, you will find nothing but love and support going your way. And just so excited to have gotten all of you together. And hopefully, I don't know if all of us will be available or what will happen in January, but love to get this group back together for a post-run recap to uh, after marathon weekend. So for Beyond the Mouse podcast, I am Craig. Jackie. I'm Bob. I'm Matt. And I'm John. And we will see you real soon in the front row, perhaps the front row of a run Disney event, (laughs) cheering everybody on, crossing that finish line. I just can't wait to hopefully get a chance to meet all of you in person. And thanks so much for coming on tonight. Thanks.